Andres, and we're back with episode nine of the Sports Fellas podcast with our eighth guest today with my co-host Eric. How you doing, sir? Pretty good, pretty good. A little tired, but you know we pushing through. Yes, sir. And our eighth guest, as I stated before, Nick Swish eight. How you doing, sir? Oh no, man, I'm all right. Just chilling, kind of tired. I'm looking forward to watching some Miami Heat basketball. Yes, sir. So the other night we witnessed um, something that we haven't seen in a, in ever, actually. We saw Steph Curry and LeBron play together in the All-Star game. Now, me personally, I know a lot of people know how I feel about the All-Star game. I didn't want it to happen, but um, I took away the good things from it, saying seeing like Dame and Steph pull up from half court and seeing LeBron and Steph play together. Um, Nick, for you, what was the most exciting thing about the All-Star game? Uh, kind of like you said, the, the whole Damon Steph thing was probably one of the most exciting, if not the most exciting element of the game for me, because it's like, you know, people have been talking about these two pretty much all season, like going back and forth, like who's better, blah, blah. And now you got the two best deep range shooters on the court on the same team. So it's exciting to see. So seeing that was pretty fun. And then, you know, getting to see my boy Zion, even though he somehow was missing the first few lobs that he caught. I'm like, bro, you jumped this high in the air. I don't know what's going on with you. But, I mean, seeing him out there was pretty fun. So I was happy for him. I've been watching him since he was in high school. So seeing him progress this fast in the NBA has been good. But other than that, I mean, all-star game was the all-star game. I wasn't a fan of it happening. But, I mean, the moments we got from it were pretty cool. So that was definitely my top two. Now, Eric, I feel like every episode I cut your ass, but um, even though the Rockets didn't have uh, an all-star in this game, um, what did you like the most about it? Uh, I actually didn't watch too much of the game. I watched about probably 10, 10 minutes of it, but I watched the beginning whenever Nick was talking about like Zion, he was missing everything. He could have, he had plenty of opportunities to make yeah, he had plenty of opportunities to make highlight plays off alley-oops, all this, but he just couldn't finish them off. So that was kind of disappointing to see. But I was glad to see him in there starting, uh, getting good minutes, like getting the recognition, because I know there's a lot of people who are talking about how he didn't deserve it yet. He, It's all just hype and name recognition. It was so he, stupid. Like, he deserves it. He's proven it plenty of times. Um, I'm excited to see where the Pelicans can go with him and everything. But I guess the part I found most interesting, too, was just Dame and Steph. Even though they were on the same team, they were just kind of going back and forth, like one-upping each other, seeing who could do more, and that was pretty fun. So yeah. that was probably my favorite part. Um, now, Nick, you said you've been watching Zion since high school. Um, when you found out that he was going to be a starter, did you feel like, holy shit, like this is really happening? Uh, yeah, like for me, like most people who follow me, you know, I, I love Zion. Like I'm a big fan of Zion. Like I feel like – I watch this kid like grow up like, yeah, he's only a year younger than me, but it seems like he, you know, I've been watching him since he was way smaller. So it's crazy. And, you know, seeing him progress every night, you know, every game that he plays, it's, it makes me proud because, you know, a lot of people were wondering when he was in high school and college, like, oh, is he going to be able to do this against NBA players? I'm like, bro, he's, he's 6'7", 285. I'm pretty sure he can move NBA players. Yeah, like, we've never seen a player like, like him out. before. Like, yeah. yeah, like, we, we've we never seen nobody built, like, a, a straight-up old lineman but can jump at 45 inches at max. Like, no, we don't see that often. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I always believed that he would be a great player, and he's already shown that, you know, he's averaging about 26 points a game right now, so. It made me happy to see him as a starter, man. I mean, I know Embiid was originally the starter, but in order for, you know, Zion to be the one that gets moved up, that made me pretty happy. So, do shout you, out to my dog, Zion, man. 
Do you think his ceiling could be like an MVP level at some point in the league and everything? Absolutely. Yeah, because you got to think with him, Zion, essentially, I'm, he, of course, he's not as great because it's pretty impossible to reach that kind of greatness. But he's essentially like a more closer to a 6'6 type Shaq. Like it's yeah, his straight presence up. around the ring. Yeah, like he's more physically dominant. Like he's going to bully you more times than not. And if he misses, he's more than likely going to get his own rebound with his second jump ability. So, yeah, I think he can definitely reach an MVP type level because if he's averaging 26 and 7 a game in his second year, he's only going to be old. Yeah, like he's only 20 years old. And the only thing I need him to work on is his defense. Like if he becomes Mm -hmm. at least an average defender, the world's in trouble. I'm going to say that much. It's it's going to be very I remember one of the first things I saw of him actually playing like an NBA. I, I don't know if it was like a preseason game, G League. I don't remember exactly what it was, like your summer league or whatever. But I remember, and you probably remember the play, he like was down low and he lost the ball or something. And the other guy had it and he just ripped it out of the guy's hand. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I was at that game. It was summer league. Yeah, like it was, it was summer league game. Yeah. Summer league, yeah. I was at that right game. when I saw that, I was like, this dude is going to be insane. Like, <laughs> you knew yeah. just right then. And you were right 100% about the Shaq thing because that was like a Shaq type play. Like mm-hmm. just pretty much he moving. Snatched the ball. Stronger and I'm just going to take it. That's what he did. It was crazy. It was, I remember the whole gym. That was the day um, that earthquake happened during mm-hmm. summer league when they had to stop the game. But, nah, man, like the whole the whole arena went crazy in Vegas. Like he <laughs> he straight up came up to Kevin Knox. Was like, nah, like he just snatched the ball from him and went up for a dunk. Everybody went crazy in that arena. Bro. And it was, and I remember, wasn't it his first NBA game whenever he hit like those four threes like in a row? Yeah, yeah, that was yeah, literally one first. of the best moments yeah. all season. And I was like, yeah. this dude's just gonna be pure entertainment like for years he to hit, come. He hit like four straight. Yeah, and then quarter. they took it. And I remember I was back. upset because took him out of the game. Yeah, yeah and they would have. Yeah. I think they would have won that game if they kept him in. They were. They had enough good. momentum to take it away, but it's yeah. just he had to come out the game. I was like, dang, don't take him out. But I mean. When, that, when that's something that could cost you your job, I mean, I understand yeah. Alvin Gentry having to pull him. He even said, he, I didn't want to take him out the game, but, I mean, I had no choice. Better than risking long-term stuff and everything. Yeah, exactly. But if he can it's work on, like, it. his shooting, like, from free throws to threes, yeah. he's going to be – I don't know how you'd be able to stop him, really, which I'm not yeah. even saying – I'm kind of sick of everybody saying, like, oh, you have to be a great three-point shooter in the league today. I don't I think you really don't. do. Like, Zion, he's averaging 26 points this year. He's not he's not even taking a three a game. Like he's averaging mm-hmm. I think like 0. 0.63 per three attempts per game. Like he's he's just been amazing. And if he can manage to get that three ball falling, then that it'll show how dangerous deadly. he is. But I think it's more important that he does work on improving free throws because with how he plays, he's gonna get to the line a lot. So yeah. that's gonna matter more in the long run, I think. I mean, Giannis just won back to back MVPs without being an elite three point shooter. Yeah, exactly. That should tell you all you need to know right there. Because Giannis is a phenomenal basketball player, but he can't really shoot that well. So I don't think it matters as much as people think. No, I agree. I agree. Um, Nick, when when you you and I talk about this all the time, um, when people look at Zion, they're like, oh, he has to shoot threes like Steph Curry. He has to have a mid-range game like Kawhi. Mm. So how come with Zion, we don't let him play in the post like LeBron does? Because we know that LeBron, like, obviously is a phenomenal shooter, this and that, but like, um, he's he at right. the cup. He's just a superstar. So when it comes to Zion, why don't people like him playing his game? Why do they want him to shoot like Steph or play like Kawhi Leonard? 
to this day, I never understand it because it's like if you want the man to go away from his strengths, then you're going to limit his game. You're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to be happy with the results you get. It's like telling Steph Curry not to shoot threes. He's the best shooter to ever live. Of course, he's going to shoot threes. Like, I don't I don't understand why people say, oh, well, if he wasn't doing this, then he wouldn't be as good. Well, so yeah, dumb. you're supposed to play to your strengths in basketball. That's the point of the sport. You're supposed Literally, to play the point of any maximize sport. yourself. That's yeah, the point like of it, where you play sport. to your strength and you do what makes you the best. I remember this exactly. is a little off topic. I remember there's a UFC fight where like Kamar Usman fought Jorge Masvidal. Well, mm-hmm. Masvidal is one of the best strikers in the UFC. So Masvidal just pretty much had him in clinch and didn't let that happen. And I saw some right. people and they're like, if he was a real champion, he would have gone uh, striking with him and seeing if he could beat him that way. Why? You do what gives you the best chance to win, regardless exactly. of what it was. So that whole mindset, no matter what the sport is, just always has confused me. It's just it's just funny because like, um, and Nick, me and you talked about this like two years ago, um, when the Bucks went up 2-0 against the Raptors mm. in the Eastern Conference Finals, the the Bucks like Giannis, he was literally doing whatever he wanted to at the cup. So the Raptors right. were the Raptors were gonna be like, you know what? Let's just let him keep on doing that. No, they literally said, how about we build a wall and force him to shoot. And force him to make plays for other players. And guess what happened? Hint, hint. The Raptors ended up winning that series. So when it comes to Zion, it's just like, why would you take away his most um, beloved talent? Like, yeah, nobody was shooting those things about seven at the rim. Like, you're not gonna tell somebody that's capable of getting twenty plus a game, shooting seventy percent almost at the rim. They're like, nah, bro, just start shooting threes. Like, <laughs> for what? Like, if he if he can hit him, shoot him. But it's not don't don't make that your game. It makes no sense. Like I'm not gonna tell Zion if I'm his coach, I'm not gonna say, Hey Zion, the analytics ain't backing you, man. You know, you gotta start shooting seven threes a game. Like, <laughs> Bro, and I gotta like, say that's that that's one reason off? I that's one reason I do like him is because he isn't just trying to shoot for six threes a game. That's the NBA today is so annoying with just seeing fifty threes jacked every game. So it's nice seeing Giannis or Zion or other players, even Chris Paul still taking a lot of mid-range. Kawhi still yeah. takes mid-range. mid-range. It's nice Merch. seeing that type so. of stuff. Because I feel like all of us grew up watching Kobe, and we remember his like post-fade mid-way, mid-range game and how was that was such a key part of his game. Time. Yeah, and it feels like that's just dying right now. And yeah. it kind of sucks because that's like, what we grew up on. It's funny because we sound like boomers, but like you watch an NBA game and it's just three, 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 so mid-range, perfect. three, 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 free throw line, three. And literally yeah. part of that is my most a lot of that is my team's fault. They're the ones that started uh, that whole mindset. I, that that's Stephen Curry it's guy. Well, yeah, Steph. I, it's Steph. But <laughs> Rockets Rockets took it to a stupid level. Like they literally because everybody was trying to compete with the world. Yeah, like we missed 20. Like, bro, you're not gonna win a shootout. With we missed 27 yeah. straight threes and still decide not to take a mid-range. How are you that oh, stupid? Mike man. D'Antoni should have been fired immediately after that game for not being able to make an in-game adjustment. That's one of my that. favorite like, games of all time. Eh, okay, well. Now he goes to a seven-second or less <laughs> offense with um Steven Ash. So which is stupid, crazy. bro. Like, it made me – I was so frustrated watching that. I don't think I've ever been more mad Listen, man, you game. brought it up, not me. I cut your ass on, like, hey, every episode. You said, hey, I got to say that. Uh, bro, <laughs> I, I'm not going to get started on it because it just it, – it gets me mad every time. But – I and, yeah, I, I do think the refs weren't great and everything, but – we were just stupid. Like, yeah. I swear, People my high school so basketball coach could have made more in-game adjustments than Mike D'Antoni. Yeah. Did. 
People oh, try to solely blame the refs for why the Rockets lost. It's like, bro, you can you can be mad at the refs. That's yeah. fine because refs are usually terrible, especially in favor of you know certain teams. But that doesn't excuse shooting twenty seven threes in a row and continuing to miss. Like, like yeah. if you if you miss ten in a row or twelve, obviously something needs to change. You let it get to twenty seven, that's a problem. Yeah, like, that's that, that's my thing. It's not just the refs at that point. With that yeah, specific game, if we didn't have that whole three point shooting problem and we were just oh, well, we were missing some mid-range. We were missing some labs. We were doing this, whatever. I'd be like, okay, I'd probably start yeah. being more annoyed with the rest at that point. But the fact that right. we didn't even try anything else, we just stuck to they, our original game plan, they didn't switch no anything. how bad it was. Okay, well, I'm still annoyed by Scott Foster that game, but you can't put 100% of it Scott on him. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Nick, I don't know if you remember just... the um, – it was like – like game, I think it was like game 60 in the 2016 season. We were playing the Warriors and Draymond had a moving mm. screen and Steph had that dagger three Miami. Oh, God. I'm mad that you just unlocked that damn memory. <laughs> I, I remember that, though, because it was like we was finally uh, like we was finally in a situation. I'm like, oh, damn, we about to beat this Warriors team. Like we, we got a chance. And then Draymond, here come Draymond over here. Strong arm people. I'm like, OK, bro. He just moved never the white side. I remember that. And then Steph hit the three. I'm like, okay, never mind. I, I got my whole stuff for nothing. But yeah, I, I definitely remember that. Yeah. It's so just I mean, like, like stuff like that. You, crazy. you can't change it. Yeah. Like my my professor, one of my mentors, he always tells me, don't let the game fall in the hands of the referee. But like nah, it's just crazy. It, it does. It does sometimes. Like it's it's a matter of like I can't control what the ref is gonna do in this situation. Like I, I can't make the call myself. It's not like it's pickup. I can't say, oh, no, he was moving on that pick. Like, I can't do that. So, I mean, I don't know. Some some teams have a habit of, you know, letting the refs determine the way they feel about the game. You can't just and, do that. I mean, I understand it. It happens in real life. Like, even in my league that I've played in, it's happened. But you can't let that happen. You got to execute it's, it's it. Well, I mean, and, and the worst part is Rockets, being the embarrassment that they are, went and did a whole report on every missed call in that game and how many points it cost too. them. Bro, just admit you're that. sorry as that hell. Like, like, bro, oh my god, that. In- what made it funnier is they didn't account for the amount of points that they lost shooting all them damn threes that they missed. That's <laughs> so 81 stupid. points right there. And that's the I thing. Mean, of course, they wasn't gonna make all 27, but that's been the constant points, thing as coach with Mike or as the Rockets have been with Mike D'Antoni as coach is no matter what it is. It's not their fault. It's everyone else's yeah, fault. It's it's everybody. I, like there would literally be times else. I'd remember where. We would shoot a Harden would shoot a forty foot step back three ter- with eighteen seconds left in the shot clock. Terrible shot, miss it. We play no defense. They'd hit a wide open three. Somehow, we go down the court. The we go down the court, throw it out of bounds. They'd hit another wide open three. And you know what, Mike D'Antoni would do? Call a timeout and go up to the ref arguing about a missed call from six every minutes. Every single time, dude. Like every single time. What, watch the game it's and like, see bro, that your team is They're not going to go back and change that. Exactly. Not, like. Oh this was gosh. 30 minutes ago, bro. He's not going to be like, oh, no, nah, no, nah, we got you. We're going to give you three free throws. Like, no. Bro, <laughs> it doesn't matter like, anymore. I, the game. I appreciate game. everything Mike D'Antoni did for us, but I don't think I was ever as big a fan of him as a lot of other Rockets fans were. Like, he always kind of – Yeah, me Rockets so. fans used to go to bat for him. Like, bro, it was, I was never that I, way. I, I don't even think I'm that way about Harden as much as most Rockets fans. Like, most I Rockets used to fans, try to warn people. But, like most Rockets fans to this day are still like they really want the Nets to win. They they really want it. One person was talking about how he's gonna get super emotional if Harden wins a ring. Look for me, okay, cool. Harden won a ring. I'm happy for him. That's cool. He did a lot for us. I am not gonna be tripping out that much. Like it's a it's no. not that big a deal to me anymore. Like, 
Yeah, yeah. like, come on, bro. It's the same with, with the 23 fans that want us to celebrate a Cavs championship, bro. Like, nobody was celebrating. I was not celebrating no Cavs championship. Was I happy for him? Absolutely, sure. because that was pretty, that was a dope moment. But, but fuck bro, I want Cleveland to win a championship? Hell no. I mean, I like Kyrie. I like LeBron. So, I was like, okay, you know, congratulations. But I'm like, yo, let's go. Go, James. Go, James. Like, no. Like, for what? Like, you not on my team? Like this, I had him on my team. Was I celebrating in? Hell yeah. Hell but he's yeah. Not but he's not there anymore. So, I mean, What's I don't have point? anything to throw a party over. Yeah. It's, it's not worth it. I'm not going to spend my money and my time <laughs> celebrating a championship that wasn't by my team. Like, if we would have won last year, I would have lost my mind, but we didn't. Yeah. So I just celebrated this guy, you know, having a 40 point triple double. That's the best I could do. Man, that was yeah, that's, that's fine. He was, he was pretty good. Looked, talking about the heat real quick before we change topics, y'all have looked so good since he's come back. Like, y'all turned the corner quick. And I think that just goes to show how impactful and how great Jimmy Butler really is. And he's still a top 10 player. And I Eric remember, Spolstra. Come on now. I know. Jim BP. On just, I know you're a big PG fan. Eric? Jimmy Butler's on your team. I got to ask, who do you think Eric? That's always a debate. <laughs> come that's on, always bro. a debate. I got to ask, who do you think you know, Eric, you know what's That's funny? a fair question. That's so a fair like, question. Like 10, 10 or 11 locals, as they call it, locals follow me on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And they always text me from time to time. Now they're like, yo. And I'm like, what's going on, man? What favor do you need now? Because whenever people hit you up nowadays, it's just for a fucking favor. So like, yo, who's better, Paul George or Jimmy Butler? And I'm like, listen, Jimmy Butler's a better alpha in the sense of he's a ceiling raiser, right? He makes every yeah. team better. We've seen it. The proof right. is in the pudding. Like, whatever you want to do, eye test, oh, basketball reference, friend test, whatever you got to do. The proof is in the point that Jimmy Butler reaches the ceiling of a team. But if I need a Batman, if I need a co-star, then I'm obviously going with Paul George. I mean, like, I see that. like in the 2018 That's season, um, MVPG was a thing because of Russ. <laughs> like, Paul George doesn't have that season without Russell Westbrook. And a lot of people like Absolutely. to cut ass on Russ and love to say that he stinks and yada, yada, yada. I don't know if you guys realize this. Before Kevin Durant signed with Golden State, Nobody called Russell Westbrook a cancer. Literally nobody. Like zero. Like nobody failed to give um Russ's his flowers for like the 2016 mm-hmm. series or the 40-point game that he had in the finals. Like literally nobody. The minute KD signed with Golden State, they're like, oh, Kevin Durant oh, played with Russell Westbrook uh, eight years of his career. How is he supposed to win a ring? Yeah. So, like, if we're talking about like co-star, then I'm obviously going to go with Paul George. But if I need a ceiling raiser, then like Jimmy Butler is like the perfect guy for that. I feel that. That makes sense. I, I, I like that case. Mm-hmm. It's um, kind of like, like a other debate that was had on Twitter, but I'm not going to bring it up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. When it, when it comes to Jimmy, the, the Heat have the second-ranked defense in the NBA since he's been back, and they have the second-best record. So they're like 13-6, and six, I think, and then the Jazz mm-hmm. are like one or two wins better. So, like, Jimmy Butler is that dude. And the fact that we yeah. have guys like 35-year-old Goron, Duncan Robinson, who's a liability on defense, I'm not going to say here and lie. Um, Tyler Hero, Kelly Olenek, and we're still a top two defense. Like, bro, like a lot of people were trying to compare Steve Kerr to Spo, and it's just like, like, no. I'll, I'll give Steve Kerr his flowers for 2015 for going 67 and 15 that first year with Golden State and Steph sitting out like 34th quarters. But like, that was insane. He's not better than Spo. I'm sorry. Man, uh, real quick though, but speaking about teams that have been doing good, um, Andres, I know me and you are both going – I don't know how you feel about it, Nick, but me and Andres have both been cheering for the Suns because of Chris Paul. 
And over the oh, last yeah, fifteen, sleep, yeah, over the last fifteen games, they have the best net rating in the entire NBA. They're like thirteen and two in their last fifteen. They have the number one offense. They've been balling out, and bro, and even Devin Booker. I think I saw one thing saying Devin Booker was asked about his efficiency this year, like why it seems better than the years before, and it said he answered with two words. Chris Paul. Well, but like, now he decided to not be a jackass. Yeah, that's what I knew you were going to bring that up. And that's so true because, Nick, Nick, did you see whenever he got mad at that reporter asking the question? I think it was a couple weeks ago. The reporter was like, you've been playing better this year. Asking? He said, like, you've been playing better this year. Do you think that has anything? And Devin Booker was like, you think I've been playing better this year? Did you watch last oh, year? Yeah, and he yeah, just yeah, he just kind of turned into an sassy. asshole for no yeah. reason. When it was a genuinely yeah. good question, and now he's saying stuff like this. So it seems like he kind yeah. of flipped up. I, I, it, it was just that, it was, that's why I, that's why I be flip flopping on D book because he he same. gets in his little bag where he's like he's Spoiled. being a little he's a little, little sassy. He, he needs he's being a cocky now because you're good. Yeah, it's like bro, you, like we know you're good. You don't gotta be a, a dick about it, bro. bro. Andres was going off. Andres was pissed for like an hour straight about it. He yeah, was- bro, because like I'm 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 a journalist, man. Like when I see that, yeah. like it just it just pissed me off. It's just it's just unnecessary. Like it's not like he asked you a stupid question. No, like, it's a good are genuinely better this year. You're actually playing for once. Your efficiency is improved. You have one of the best point guards ever on your team now. So, of course, you're going to look a lot better and, than what you were. And, and I kind of liked how drastic – Yeah, like, and I liked how the better. reporter – he even asked, he was like, did you watch last year? You think I'm better this year? And the guy was like, yeah, I think you're better. Like, he didn't back down either. He was just straight up like, yeah, you are. Because he like, is. Look, you weren't playing defense last year. No, you now weren't. You and, uh, bro, yeah, that, that annoyed me, better. but – and then it like was just funny. Me and Nick were talking about this last night, but like World Wide Wob, that um that fucking geek, he was like, Oh, Jimmy's best game since the bubble. Like, bro, he's been doing this all season. Like, Jimmy oh plays goodness. literally just like this every single night in the season. World Wide Wob has like last night, he does that every time. Like World Wide Wob has 10 games on at the same time, and you're telling yeah. me he hasn't been able like did he not watch the jazz game? Like that game was special. That I'm, Friday I'm night, telling you, bro. I'm like Bro, if you watch Jimmy's game last night and then you look at what he's probably going to do today, it's probably going to be the same thing. He's going to get you at least 20 points. Yeah. He's going to get eight boards. He's going to get at least eight or nine assists. I guarantee you that's his passing is one of my favorite today. things about his game. His passing yeah. is – People don't give Jimmy very enough credit for his playmaking. He's, he's a hell of a player. He's averaging like eight assists this season, yeah. which is like a career high. It's crazy. To y'all be somebody the, that was known for Chicago, you know, being right? rugged. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're yeah. playing Mr. Zach Levine, who's a candidate. Not for looking forward to it. Player. Y'all should be able to take not that though. To it. Y'all should be able to get that. I hope so. I'm just not looking forward to it. Where Where y'all sitting in the standings right now? The Bulls like fifth. Okay. Yeah, we're fifth. Yeah. Um, moving on to our second topic of the day, we're gonna talk about the NBA awards, the midseason awards. Um, so defensive player of the year. Are we all in agreement on Mr. Rudy Gobert? Yes, sir. I am at least. I can tell Nick's a little hesitant, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Coach of the year. We all got okay. Who, who? Who? Wait, wait, Nick. Who else were you thinking? Like, who came to mind? I don't know. What you're talking about Eric. Listen, I, I don't just, know if you I ever watched the 76ers yeah. game, but I think he was thinking about Ben Simmons. 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 Oh, I can see that. He'd probably be second for me, I but mean, I, I, I would give know. him a case, even though I can't stand him either. I would give him a case. Dang, no, who do you like, man? Draymond, I think. I don't. I don't like. I don't. I just don't like arrogant players, bro. Like I overly guess, arrogant. Yeah, I guess that like, makes sense bro, why you, you like Jimmy Butler because he is not that way at all. He's uh, like Jimmy. Jimmy is arrogant in the sense of he's just completely he's different. Different. He's competitive. Yeah. 
but you got which is a good like type of way to Rudy be Gobert. Way. Yeah, like Rudy Gobert is arrogant in the sense of like, you know, he thinks he's untouchable. I'm like, remember oh, when he was on. crying about the All Star game like two years ago? <laughs> that, that's what I mean. Stuff like that, right there. I'm like, bro, you're crying because you didn't get this nod. Is that serious to you? Really? Like people like that, I, I don't like people who feel entitled. Like I, that's that's the difference with with me versus so Devin Booker. You know, somebody bit. may be cocky. Yeah, like like I like book, but mm-hmm. I don't like people who feel like oh they deserve everything just because of who they are. That's that's just not that's so cheating the game to me. But if you feel like you earned it and then you didn't get it, okay, that's understandable. Like especially if your play showed it, that's fine. But. I don't know, man. Some people nah, I get you on that. different, but yeah. proceed, Mister Andres. <laughs> um, for Coach of the Year, are we all in agreement with Quinn Snyder thus far? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would say so. I think it's him. That one seems pretty obvious. I, I was yeah, just about to say Monty deserves a, a lot of credit. Monty definitely has a case. That's been one of my favorite coaches since I was younger. Uh, I definitely would like to see Monty win the award because, I mean. A lot of people didn't really pay attention to it, but he back with Chris Paul again. And the last time he had Chris Paul in New Orleans, the Hornets were pretty goddamn good. Like <laughs> I went to, it was the 2011 first round when they played the Lakers. I went to the game where they won that game. They, I think they took the first game from the Lakers. Yeah. And I think they took that series to six, if I'm not mistaken, and they ended up losing. But I mean, when you play against Kobe Bryant, it's not exactly easy to, you know, beat that man in the series. Rest in peace, Kobe. But locker room cancer. That's how it is. <laughs> right supposedly supposedly that's what they said uh, um, they so eric i'm gonna go with you i'm gonna throw you a curveball who's the mm. most improved player i know you got christian ward on your team and we like to be unbiased here at the sports fellas mm. but who do you think is a um, mip Nip. Look, okay, I am going to be biased just because I know neither of y'all are going to say him. I'm going with Christian Wood. I don't care. Look, I, I just have to because I know neither of y'all are going to say him. I have to go with my boy. Look, we were on, I think, an eight-game winning streak whenever he was playing. So we – I think we were two and six with Harden. And then right when we traded Harden, we started, like – I think we went – I don't – I could be wrong a little bit on numbers. But we were, like, 11 and three over the span of, like, 14 games, 10 and three. It was something, something like crazy that. Like that. Yeah. started off really and then, good after the whole And we had won, I think, eight straight. And then Christian Wood gets hurt. He sprained his ankle really bad for anyone who's seen the play. That, it, oh. it looked pretty ugly. And I, then, I've seen it. it uh, yeah, and then it he's missed uh, 14 straight games. Guess how many of the Rockets have won in that? Zero. We're literally on a 14-game losing streak. Like, he is carrying this team. I think he's averaging, like, 22 and 10, 23 and 10, something like that. He's been amazing. Our defense has fallen off ever since he left. And I'm, I'm not even, like, insanely high on Free his PJ team, Tucker. But y'all can have PJ if y'all want. I, I feel bad for that. Dude. Thank you. That's off topic a little bit. But he, I, we need to trade him. He even he didn't even play last night because he's just frustrated with the organization and everything. We yeah. need to trade him to it. I want to see him on a contender, see him have a chance. I don't think he's all that anymore. But uh, maybe that's also because he's just not trying his hardest and everything. Is it because he has more shoes than all three of us have? <laughs> Bro, speaking of that real quick, everyone wants out of Houston. And no matter what the sport is, people just do not want to be here, God, Lee, everyone wants out. We are. Listen, man, you said it, not us. Yeah. You said it, bro. We're yeah, right. Like, you, man, I mean, I'm, the Astros. I'm not bringing it up. As guess, you. But Jesus, this sucks. Even the Astros, the one good Houston team we have, everyone's injured. So it's like. What is rough out here, right? Can't now. catch a break. Um, Hashtag free Carlos Correa. <laughs> hey, no, chill. He needs to. Nah, we need that man. Nick, who do you have as your MIP? Um, 
I think I'm gonna get a nod to I got I got three solid candidates. I'm gonna give the nod also to Julius Randle. I'm gonna give a nod to Zach Levine for averaging almost 30 points a game and putting these Chicago Bulls nearly in the playoffs, especially if they make it. I gotta give them the props. And if the Knicks make the playoffs, which I think they are. And then my third one, I think he should have been an all-star. I'm gonna put Shea Gilgis Alexander in there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give right. him the That's nod. A solid he's been having a I think he's averaging 24, six and six. I mean, the only reason I wouldn't give it to Christian as at the moment is because he's missed quite a big chunk of games. So yeah, that's fair. Now if the Rockets, if he didn't get hurt and the Rockets kept going, then I would definitely give him a better nod. But yeah, you yeah. know how the NBA does. Yeah. Oh, if you miss 15 games, you blah, blah, blah. Like, so that's the yeah, only reason. I on that note, if we game. are like accounting for missed games and everything that's happened, I would give it to Julius Randle. But, you yeah. know, I got to be biased a little bit over here. I have nothing else going for me. <laughs> that's fair. I understand it. I respect um, it. Me and Andres have been in that, in, yeah, in that time yeah. frame where we just got just to gotta be whole about everything i, I understand it's real yeah. I, I um, eric so so um 23 fans they love bringing up his record when he doesn't play so by that logic christian wood is the mvp bro exact oh my god that stuff annoys me i remember it's a lot of them what, agenda. i don't remember what year it was but Kawhi missed like nine games and the spurs went like eight and one without him or something i think it was like 28 2017 or something like that and everyone was like oh well he has so. no case for mvp he's the Okay, y'all got to be consistent with that logic, at least, thing, because I feel like it, it sometimes they just flip flop it. That's just the facts, man. That's what we're. So that's what it's almost as if they have Greg Popovich coaching or something. Like also, that. I mean, also on talking about that, then Joel Embiid is MVP because they look awful without him. They look like a team. bro. They look terrible without him, so he has to be. There's, I don't know. We'll get to MVP though, I guess. In a um, little bit. I'm not going to be biased, but I've always been a fan of Fox. Um, me and Nick used to go at it with those Lonzo Shout Fox debates. Fox. So <laughs> I do have Fox in the MIP conversation, Fox, Randall. That's and fair. I do think Zach Levine um, is a heavy candidate because he's averaging almost 30 a game on like 50, 40, 85 splits. Yeah, his efficiency um, is that's crazy. And the Bulls are winning. What he's doing this season has only been done like by Steph, who was pretty good, who was pretty good at basketball in 2016. Yeah, he's solid. And He's solid, nothing special. And then Kevin Durant this year also. And the Bulls are fighting for their for the playoffs for the first time in three, four years since Dwayne Wade carried them to the playoffs. So um, it's hard to ignore what Zach Levine has been doing on the efficiency he has been doing. And the Bulls yeah. have lost games, but it's been by like five, four, three, or two points. Yeah, like, all, like all the Bulls out. games I've tuned into that they've lost, they're always like nail biters. It's like, damn, y'all, like, y'all had it. Like, y'all was right there. And Levine oh, yeah, leads it's, the it's league in clutch scoring. I think he has like the most points. Last I checked, he was the only one who had 100 plus clutch points. So that sounds about right because he's in so many positions where so he has many. to. Try to backpack them at the end of games. I've seen it. I, I watched that. I'll say I watched the end of Bulls games almost more than any other team because, like, damn, like y'all are right there. Like, mm-hmm. this is gonna be a close game. I know Zach Levine about to turn up in these last few minutes, so it's always exciting to watch him. He yeah, didn't no do his thing in crunch time. I just hope um, he doesn't have to do that today. Can't obviously, that. <laughs> amen, amen. Um, obviously, we know that there's a lot of politics in the NBA. Um, Bleacher Report couldn't. <clears throat> excuse me. Bleacher Report couldn't stop talking about Zion last year, and now this year they can't stop and stop talking about Lamelo. Although Lamello he's been Ball. playing very well, Nick, who do you have as Rookie of the Year so far? 
Um, I, I would give it to LaMelo, but I think people need to wake up and recognize that Mr. Tyrese Halliburton of the Sacramento Kings has a very good case because he's been also playing very good basketball. I'm a big Tyrese Halliburton fan, you know. I think he what he brings to the game, you know, the Sacramento Kings have always, you know, struggled to find uh, draft picks that really, like, hit and they, like, stick. So from what I've been seeing from him so far this year, you know, he's shooting really well from three. He can get to the bucket and, you know, get some points on the board. It's just – I think with Tyrese, you know, people underlook, you know, underlook what he's doing because he's in Sacramento, which, I mean – most people don't pay attention to Sacramento a lot anyway because a lot of people haven't been seeing what De'Aaron Fox is doing. And a lot so, of people have to go to bed early. So Yeah, so it's like, I mean, Tyrese Halliburton has a really good case, but I ultimately think it's going to be LaMelo. But shout out to my man Tyrese Halliburton. He's he's a hooper. I, I like him. Eric, the floor is yours, sir. Uh, I want I 100% agree. I would, I would pick LaMelo, especially because whenever we were like, I think 15 games into the season, I was kind of like, you know, I think it's still up in the air. But ever since, right. I think, like, the beginning of February, LaMelo's just been kind of balling. I think last I checked, he was averaging, like, 21, 7, and 6 over the last 15 games or something like that. Like, something like that. He, he's just been really kind of balling. That, yeah. His shot he's is shooting just like, really well, too. I think he yeah. – yeah, he's, like, 44% from three. He's been – he and mm. I, I didn't really have a strong opinion on him coming into the I, – I made a joke and tweeted out. I was like, you know what? Just based on namesake, I'm just gonna say Buster Star for any of them. And I start saying like Anthony Edwards, oh, he's gonna be the greatest ever. This person's gonna be terrible. And I was I had no clue about any you of them. You were bored that night. And I yeah, and I literally put LaMelo Ball's gonna be a bust, and I got a ton of hate for that when I legit didn't get. know anything about him. Um That's what you but get. no, he's been he's been pretty ashamed of yourself. <laughs> he's he's I don't been feel good bad so for <laughs> I don't feel bad for you. <laughs> I, I, I was bored. I literally tweeted out yesterday that Chris Ball has the greatest playoff game in NBA history. I was bored, bro. And I got you're, a lot of hate. Sick. A lot of people are like, it's not even talking to you. Like, relax. That <laughs> yeah, game was we're not going to get into that. But, Speaking uh, of random draft things, I had some of the best draft tweets because I was tweeting a bunch of nonsense that night. My draft jokes was top tier. People were so <laughs> mad at me. I don't want to hear it. My jokes was fired. Yeah, like oh yeah. Like those people who try and act like geniuses, like, oh, I know everything. I'm gonna be the smart five years when we look back, I'm gonna be a genius who know who was right about everything. Stop taking yourself so seriously. Like it's supposed to be this app is supposed to be fun and you're just just, app. Oh my god. That's why I just piss people off of my jokes and keep keep them pushing. Like Like, my draft day joke was comedy, but people was mad and it was hilarious. (laughs) Like we look at all these verified reporters, like like fuck Tyler Conway, and like it's just they have a platform. So if they yeah. have a platform for saying dumb shit, why can't we have a platform? For why saying can't we? Yeah, <laughs> I could do the same thing. I could do the same thing he does. And Bill I Simmons is getting millions of dollars to say dumb shit. So I mean, I'm gonna let mine fly too. On yeah, for to my couple hundred followers or whatever, I'm I'm gonna let it fly. You, you got like a thousand, bro. Come on now. I don't know how he, many of them actually. Be modest. Like three this guy. Look, how many of them actually pay attention to my tweets? I tweet about Pixar half the time, so I don't know how many of them care anymore. Problem. Pixar is cool. What's yeah, the best Wally's Pixar the best. movie? Wally, Wally, the best. Nick, what? Nick, no come on. <laughs> What'd you say? No comment. No, nah, I want to hear what, what you got. This is off topic. Oh, Wally is up there, though. What's Wally your favorite? Soul was fire. Soul was really good. That's my favorite at the moment. I will say that. Moment. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> Eric, I'm gonna go with you first. 
top five candidates for MVP, five to one. Go. Five to one. All right. <clears throat> Number five. Any pick. That I'm Shit, I like. forgot who I had five. Oh no. Okay. <laughs> I got I got Dame five. Okay. Okay. I got. Ooh, hold on. No, 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 no. Okay, I'm gonna go James Harden five. I know oh. y'all disagree. I'm going James oh. Harden five. Damian Lillard oh. four. Oh. Jokic three. Hey, hey, hey! It's my time. You get your time in a sec. I got Jokic three, LeBron two, and then Embiid one. Embiid's the MVP. I don't care if you disagree. So we got Embiid, LeBron, Giannis. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about you Get Harden oh, you- out of there. Harden got to get out of there. Never mind. Yeah. yeah slide her. Yeah, slide Giannis in that five. <laughs> Nick, the floor is yours. All right, y'all got me. Um, well, considering these brothers are under 500, I'm going to have to remove my good light-skinned brother, Steph Curry, from the MVP talks. Oh. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Jokic. Ooh. Okay. I'm going to say Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's how you pronounce his last name. Say, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say Damian Lillard. Okay. James. And uh, that one dude that plays for the Sixers that likes Harris. That's not who else. No, about. oh, oh, okay. That's, okay. that's just not. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Embiid, Green, is, Embiid is my number one pick. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Joel Embiid is my pick for MVP right now. So we got. As long as Philly keeps it up and he keeps playing well, I think he'll get it. So do you? So let's say. The Brooklyn Nets take the one seed, the Bucks take mm-hmm. the two seed, and the Sixers drop to three. So, who is your MVP in that scenario? Wait, what it depends how the Lakers do. Okay. If Philly drops to three, if Philly drops to three, is yeah. Embiid still the MVP? Ooh, that'd be rough. I don't know. It, it's getting spicy up so. there. Especially because didn't he, he miss yesterday's game too? Like he's been missing. Yeah, well, a that's because bit of games. that's because of stuff out of yeah, his control yeah. though. No, I know, uh, and that's what sucks is I feel like for voters, they're not going to care, though, especially if it helps one specific player in his case. But, <laughs> twenty-three. <laughs> but like, I feel like they're not going to care whether it's COVID or what. That's why we aren't talking about Kevin Durant, because even though some of it's out of his control, he's not in the MVP case because of games he missed. Like, it's unfortunate. That's why but that's Jimmy Butler's in the top five in it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's just it's it's unfortunate, but that's how it is. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like the, like I like I said before, like the game is the game. It's all about politics. It's all about narratives. Shout out to Ramona yeah. Shelburne for proving that. Like we all know, and Rachel Nichols, we all know that it's all about narratives. The worst in sports. With that being said, we're not being sexist. With that being said, because Malika Andrews is very good at her job. Like I don't know if you guys saw the interview he she had with James Harden, but the question she was asking was just like she was great. Yeah, I like Malik Andrews. With that being said, number five, I have Damian Lillard. Number four, Jokic. Number three, I do have LeBron. Number two, Giannis, because it's hard to ignore. I know what people are going to say. They're going to say that, oh, um, it borders fatigue. Oh, the Bucks lost in the playoffs. Well, none of that matters for the regular season this year. And then number one, I do have um, Embiid as the MVP because what he's doing – as a big man this year, like averaging like 29 plus hasn't been done since Big Shaq, the one and only in big 2000. Shaq. Um, Like when people watch the Sixers, they're going to say that, oh, if the Sixers are missing one of their pieces of the starting five, they're going to lose. But like what Embiid has been doing and how efficient he's been doing it 
has just been um, ridiculous. Insane. And they're winning. Wait, so you got you got Jokic 5 and Giannis no, 2? Jokic 4. Jokic 4? They're only 1.5 games apart. And wouldn't you say Jokic has been playing better or no? What you think, do you think Giannis has? Uh it's it's hard to say because they're they're they have to do two different things. One, yeah, they have completely different play styles. Well, yeah. the One Nuggets, actually plays defense. No disrespect to fair the enough, Nuggets, fair enough. but outside of Jokic, they're mediocre. They're not the same yeah. team they were last year. And what Jokic has been doing to get that team in a playoff spot has been ridiculous. We saw it from opening night. I don't know if you remember when the Kings won it on that on that buzzer beater at the mm-hmm. rim. I forgot who who had that put back, like. Like oh, uh, Buddy Hill, Buddy, Buddy Hill. Hill. That's what it was. Yeah, Buddy Hill had a putback. Like since that game, the Nuggets have just been like inconsistent. They're yeah. figuring it out because of Jokic. Like yeah. Jamal Murray has been averaging like twenty a game. I'll give him his props. But um, I, besides from them two, I mean MPJ has been in and out of lineups. So I just for them. I feel like Mike Malone should be in the conversation for a top five coaching NBA if he's not already. I agree. Like, I like Mike Malone. He's, he's 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 like he's like Nick Nurse in the sense of like he's really good at like what he does. Like the last three years, the Nuggets have been like year one they went to a game seven with the Blazers. Last year they lost to the champions, obviously, and then this year they're yeah. the fifth seed. So like, and what Giannis has been doing this year has only been done one other time in NBA history, which was Giannis last year. So like, All if right. you think voter fatigue is a reason for, to not give Giannis MVP, you're just wrong. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, I, I feel you on that. Would you agree, or do you think that Jokic is having a better year? I I think it's I think Nick, I mean like Nick said, Giannis's defense can't really go unnoticed. I mean his defense yeah, has been yeah. insane. He's one of the best defenders in the league. I think offensively Jokic has been better, but That's like fair. they That's do fair. they do play different styles, so it's kind of hard to compare. But I I would say Jokic has been slightly better as a player. But I wouldn't be mad at someone having Giannis over him for MVP. Like, that that's how I feel on it, at least. Do you, do you think Jokic is better as a play overall right now or no? I think so far this season he's been playing better. But I wouldn't say overall as a player when you look at them, Gian, or Jokic is a better player than Giannis. I think Giannis gets a way too much hate for unnecessary reasons. Like, people are mad yeah. because, oh, he has no skill. All he does is dunk. All Shaq did was dunk, and Shaq's considered one of the greatest players ever. So why would, like we were talking about earlier, why would you not do what helps you the best? Running dunk, Giannis. That's the only thing. I wish I was strong, just you know, running dunk the basketball. You know, it doesn't really take skill. You know, no, I I have to actually you know learn basketball skills. Who who said that, Eric? If I could average thirty points in the hardest league in the world. With no skill, I would do that. Like, it, it, it's the it doesn't really ever. take skill. No, it doesn't really take skill. <laughs> Harden is the funniest dude ever just for that video alone. It doesn't really take skill. <laughs> All you know? I'm saying Giannis uh, I wish I was seven feet tall. Stuff. Giannis started most of that stuff. Let's be real. Hey, bro, they were they didn't like each other at the All-Star game, which was funny. Yeah, what, where did that all come from, though? Like, like skill. The, the MVP, probably. Yeah, probably. It, that's exactly where it was. Yeah. But, but who actually like started that all i feel like it just came out of nowhere kind of or was it like well, because well i mean Giannis won the mvp and harden had like 30 and like 50 consecutive games so he probably felt that he should have won it given like, yeah and then that's when the whole you know it takes skill you know i wish i could be seven feet tall and just you know we're running dunk the ball you know but i have to actually you know learn basketball skills i feel like he was provoked you know, to say to that though. something happened before that was comedy 
That was comedy. I wouldn't put it past him. Harden's a petty dude, bro. He's petty, but know. he never starts shit like that for no reason. Like the whole All Star game about, oh, I need someone who can actually pass. So I'm picking Kimba. The fuck? What? <laughs> I don't see a problem. Hey, Sound like a good answer. Like, I like Giannis, but that man was tripping. And oh he, even said, he even said after the game, he goes, we were just trying to target Harden every time on defense. Well, it did not work hard. at all. It did not work at all. I don't Harden's see the problem. underrated defender, especially in the post. Yeah. Um, anyway. Moving on to our last topic of the day. Um, Nick, you've always been a fan of Draymond Green. Um, and I personally feel that um, Anthony Edwards has not been put in a position to succeed this season for the Timberwolves, and people are already saying he's a bust. If you live on a rock three weeks ago, uh, Draymond Green came out on a press conference and said that, um, why don't we blame coaches or the development staff for a player? Why do we always play, right. blame the player? What do you think about what Draymond said, and is he right in this scenario about Anthony Edwards? Yeah. And other players like James right. Wiseman. Yeah, he's absolutely right because you have to remember these guys that are coming into the league, there's most of them are still kids. Like they're still learning. They're trying to get acclimated to the NBA atmosphere. Like if if some if there's a player that's not really showing you any improvement over a couple of years, then okay, it's understandable to say he's not really, you know, improving like that. That's that's fine. But I think it's just um a matter of, you know, people don't realize that certain development team developmental teams like Miami for example or Toronto these are guys that put their stars in the best position to succeed and you know somebody like the Warriors like they do a pretty decent job it's just Steve Curry kind of hates rookies so it kind of messes up but you have to put young guys in situations where they're gonna be able to be on a, a proper trajectory and it's not fair to players to say, "Oh, you're not you're not producing." You know, we got to give up on you. Like, it's not fair. It's it's not it's not cool to do that. So, I think with somebody like Anthony Edwards, like if he got drafted, of course it wouldn't happen. If he got drafted by somewhere like Toronto, he'd be a much different player already than what he is right now, just because of the development system that they have. So, I don't know, man. I think Draymond was 100% right, but people don't want to give him that credit because everybody is pro organization for some reason i, I don't understand I don't it eric what do you think about what draymond said i 100 percent agree with draymond and nick on this i think players players just I, I feel like they get screwed over a little and especially looking at like anthony edwards situation it's the minnesota timberwolves when have they ever proved really they could like can develop when are, have they proved they're a good franchise kevin garnett carried that franchise on his back for years and nick i know you've been You've memorized every KD stat possible over the last couple of weeks, but like that man carried that franchise on his back. They have not done anything since he left. They didn't do anything. Like they just are not a good franchise. So if you, even if uh, Anthony Edwards is kind of underperforming there doing this, I don't think you can instantly just ignore the franchise he's with because, yeah, because like Tim Duncan, Tim Duncan might not have had as great a career if he wasn't drafted to the Spurs because the Spurs are one of the greatest like franchises ever. Like it, it, I feel like being drafted into positions is a lot more important than some people want to admit. And it kind of annoys me that some people just want to be like, Oh, well this player did this. Well, who was on his team? Who were his coaches? Who was it? Like 
you can't ignore that stuff because it is a huge deal and it matters a ton, especially for some specific players. And yeah. I, I don't know, that player organizations need to start catching some more heat because it seems like it all just gets directed towards the players and it screws over some players to where they don't even have a chance half the time. Yeah, you just got to realize that people, some players are getting put into positions where their talents and their abilities are getting maximized. And then a lot of young players are in situations where they aren't. Like, if you give Eric Spolcher a rookie that has to play big-time minutes, Spolcher's going to get the most out of that rookie because he's going to put him in positions to succeed. Like, for example, if... Like, Tyler Hero is, like, a perfect we, example, honestly. Yeah, like, even Hero. Like, if but if we somehow drafted LaMelo. Like, LaMelo's playing great basketball in Charlotte. So, imagine if Spo had him and he had to play in big-time minutes. LaMelo would be even possibly even yeah. better because he's in a position where, you know, he's on a team with a good alpha like Jimmy Butler. He great has coach. a really great coach, an all-time coach and Eric Spolstra. And then he's development staff as a whole is good. So it's like, and we got BD here in so. a position to succeed. So it's like, yeah. Like hypothetically, if Tyler hero was drafted to the Timberwolves or the Cavs, probably Tyler wouldn't have had as good of a rookie yeah. season. He like, wouldn't have been that good. It's, that, it's crazy it, because like, during the playoffs, like, me and Nick, like, we always talked about this during the playoffs. Like, we were like, bro, like, Spo is trusting Hero with these minutes. And, like, as much as Heat fans criticize Tyler Hero, like, in those – like, he was playing fourth quarter minutes. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And he wasn't scared of, like, not shooting the ball. Like, uh, right. like, when we watch games, there's a lot of players in the NBA that are scared to shoot because they're scared they're going to lose their starting spot. Like, we're not trying to be biased, but, like, um, KZ Okpala, he's a player for the Miami Heat. And the other day, um, Bam was out, so he got the starting nod, and he was scared he to shoot. He start again. He was scared to shoot because he felt that he was going to get taken out, out of the game if he missed one shot or two shots. Mm-hmm. So, like, another example is Dwayne Wade. Obviously, Dwayne Wade is a very talented player all time, but if he got drafted exactly. elsewhere, would he have had the same career? <laughs> Probably not because the Heat, once again, in the situations where he can maximize his talents. And then they brought in Shaq, who was somebody who wanted to play with D-Wade. You know, Shaq was, you know, inching towards the end of his prime. He still had an MVP-level season in 05, but Shaq was inching towards the end of his prime. And, you know, he he believed in somebody that was – Dwayne was only 22 years old after that rookie season. So for him to have that tremendous belief and trust in not only D-Wade, but just in the Miami Heat as an organization, you know, trust in Pat Riley, trust in Stan Van Gundy for the time being. It's just that that's a true testament to, you know, these organizations. Yeah, you have to be put in the right situation as a player to fully succeed. There's times where players succeed in, you know, organizations that aren't really the best, but that's just natural talent and workability, like Kevin Durant, for example. I mean, Kevin Durant's an anomaly. He was he was going to be a, a hell of a score regardless of where he ended up just because he's Katie. But the, I mean, it's just, sometimes you get talents like that. Sometimes you don't, sometimes you need guys in the right situation. Like, which is, I wish we can grab somebody like Lonzo ball. Lonzo will flourish in Miami. He will be under, I wish he would have Jimmy Butler at his side. He would have pick and rolls with Bam out of bio damn near the whole game. Like that's another example. You need a good position for a player to fully succeed unless they have, some ungodly talent like Michael Jordan or Kevin Durant or LeBron James. Yeah, and the last thing I want to say on it is we still need to realize these players are like 19 years old, 20 Mm -hmm. years old. Like, they're still so young and still have a ton to learn about basketball. So 
after, and that is another problem with NBA fans today is they just want to give up on players instantly, which is why I'm glad we're seeing like LaMelo. They want to do a so rebuild early. in two years, literally. Yeah, like that's not how it's going to work. And that's why Rockets are about to be in a rebuild. I'm not, I'm whoever, we, if we happen to get a top four pick, I'm not going to be hoping for the I'll playoffs sure the first year. What'd you say? Nothing. Yeah, man. <laughs> anyway, but I'm not going to be hoping for that rookie to be an all-star or all-NBA player. I'm going to wait it out a couple years, see how it's developing and everything. I think people just need to relax and take some time. I mean, go look at Kobe his first year. Then look at his entire career. Things change. Players get better. Players grow. And it matters where you're drafted. You can't ignore yeah. that. But that's all I got to say. It's just a lot. Like, a lot. So it's much. crazy because – um, like, um, not to be, I'm not going to be biased right now, but like Jason Tatum, we've seen him develop as a player when his contract is over, he's still going to be only 27 years old. So if this is him right now, like imagine him in five years, mm-hmm. but yeah. not every player develops quickly. <clears throat> like Lonzo yeah. ball, his name started appearing in trade talks. He's shooting 40% from three. Nobody wants to talk about the 40% from three. Nobody wants to talk about his free throw shooting, improving every year but they want to put his name in trade talks for um, clicks and retweets. Same thing with Fox, yeah, you know, just, just Fox this year, he's been forcing, he's been averaging like 20, 23 a game. His free throw shooting has been a little suspect, but he's been able to um, improve in every other area. So it's just like, right. why aren't we giving these players credit for improving and why don't we let them develop? Yeah. Just to have more, more patience. That's the main thing. Yeah. yeah. And to, to go back on the age thing, like you look at somebody like uh, like Zion, like we were talking about earlier. Zion's only twenty. Like we don't know what the rest yeah. of his man's career is gonna look like if he's already this goddamn good. So we don't we don't know how yeah, how one of the best like primes we've ever seen. Yeah, so we never know. I'm excited, man. I'm excited to see where it goes, though. Yeah, me too. Sure. It's gonna 100%. be good. <clears throat> This has been episode nine of the Sports Fellas podcast. Um, Eric, any last comments before we go, sir? Um, I just hope Texans trade Deshaun soon so we can get a little rebuild you know, going. Like, because... Cut your ass on another episode. Yes, sir. Yeah, we <laughs> Look, man, we just got to get rid of him. Not get rid of him. Obviously, I still like Deshaun. appreciate everything he did, but he doesn't want to be here. It's just hurting the team more. Get a bunch of picks. Get players start a rebuild and go from there. But I don't know. I just hope we do it soon. Nick, I appreciate you coming on, sir. Is there anything you want to tell the audience before we go? Um, I'm going to just say this. I'm not making any bold predictions. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> crazy. But I will say this. Now that we're healthy, just beware of the Miami Heat. That's all I'm going to say. Just be right dropped. Especially if we make another move. Just, just beware. That's all I'm saying. PJ I'm not going to say, oh, we're going back to the finals. I mean, if y'all if y'all trying to give him up for Mo Harkless, you know, Myers Leonard. Little uh, Duncan Robinson. You know, what? Nah, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. You, you always got to take it one step too far, man. Always. <laughs> man, I ain't trying to take no, no Mo just... Harkless. What is that? <laughs> He's a pure hooper. I'm going to just say that they let, us, they let us get healthy finally, and hopefully it stays that way. Bam is going to come back soon. Just be on the lookout. That's that's all I'm gonna say. I'm making no predictions. We're not going back to the finals. But just be on the lookout. Yes, sir. This has been episode nine of the Sports Fellas Podcast. Remember to like, share, comment, subscribe. Tell your friends. Tell a friend. Um, 
Continue to wear a mask, stay safe, and don't be a jackass. We'll see you in the next time. Peace. <laughs>